Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Easiest Way to Learn a Tarot Ever podcast. This is our series of easy tarot lessons with Becky. Hey Becky, uh, you're there, right? I am. Hello, hello. Hello. Oh, good. <laughs> Yay. Becky is the recipient of a uh, 1972 uh, Rider deck of cards could be 1971 we'll have to find out it's the blue box with the top lid from um well from the writer and writer and company inc um first time they did it since oh, 1939 so let us know um you know on the air live um how the cards uh, feel and i want to get your impressions compared to what you're used to working with mm. that'll be i think Hopefully that'll be interesting for people to experience and then see if that's something they want to find because sticks are still around. Um, and, you know, 1971, they're not impossible to find. Uh, they did it in 1971, 72, uh, 75, and 77. They might have uh, done them in, in between, but so this, those decks are not impossible to find. Um, all right, so this week we are going on a uh, topic on things you knew do that <laughs> let's try this again things you need to do to give a good reading and then once we've just bored you to tears with that we're going to jump over to things that you need to do to give a great reading and i mean the kind of reading where your client stands up and shouts your name out loud and says this is the reader that i've chosen um so we had a couple of notes here. Uh, I'm just going to get right into it. So if anybody, uh, if you have, if you're listening and you have a pen, take notes. If uh, you're just like on the bus or driving around or whatever, um, try not to get too distracted. Uh, all right. So some of these are going to be obvious. Some of, some of them will be ranty. All of them come from hundreds of years of collective experience. That's my four decades uh, Becky's Becky's couple of years, uh, hundreds of the top psychics in the world that I work with worked with every day for several years and picked their brains. So literally their decades of experience, and again times a hundred is I'm not gonna say it's a thousand years, whatever. But it's definitely, you know, put it all together. This is the equivalent of hundreds and hundreds of years of uh, all of us, you know, learning and trying and practicing, and uh, we're at the top of our game. So uh, let us collectively give you some free advice here. Take it as what you will, because or take it as you will, because uh, it's it's free. You know, it's worth the worth the paper it's written on, which is not. So there you go. So rule number one, and I don't mean so much rule number one, but let's say point number one: never rely on memorized card meanings or formula. And I'm. And I'm dead serious about this because people who say that this card always means that and i get some of those um they're making reality fit the tarot there's only 78 cards in any tarot deck that means there's only 78 things that can happen so, oh here pull a card death oh you're going to die <laughs> no wait death doesn't mean death yes it does that's why it's called death no i'm a new ager and death means transformation and butterflies and unicorns and because no one ever dies in metaphysics no people die all the time but 
death does not always mean death. So you cannot say that somebody's chance of dying is 1 in 78, or if you're using the Celtic cross, somebody's chance of encountering death is 1 in 7.8. That means sometime this week, something or someone around you will die. Uh, we, this is the fallacy of using memorized meanings. See, 78 cards in a tarot deck. Quite literally thousands of things that can happen to you in any given day. So you can't give generic card meanings and force your client to translate this into their lives and then expect them to be impressed with you. Becky, you know I rant about this, but I see it all the time. And we don't want to play the comparison game, but really we are in business for ourselves. Every time we give somebody a reading, whether we're doing it for free, whether we're doing it for a dollar, we're doing it... Uh, online to, to build up our clientele or we're charging a dollar a minute or you know some four or five dollars a minute um, it's standard these are standard rates people come a hundred bucks an hour seriously this is what your people are your clients are paying other people so um, this is a business is it gentlemen this is the business chosen it's the second time I've kind of used that line today yeah already uh, and but it's but it's serious and um, so if we rely on what is taught in most books, this card means this and this card means that, we try to memorize these things in 10 minutes. What is it? Learn the tarot in 10 minutes. Well, learn the tarot in five minutes. Well, learn the tarot in one night and then go out and charge people money. Like, yeah, and then I will have your ass arrested and thrown in jail for being a fraud. Um, the last thing we need is the federal government coming in and deciding that we are hoodwinking the public and if some of you don't get your ass in line and stop giving these crappy bullshit readings that's exactly what the federal government is going to do and it's going to be up to the rest of us to come and kick your ass for ruining a really good thing this isn't some kind of scam this isn't some kind of like special thing that, that we're getting over on the public um, a lot of us take reading very seriously this is why we have tarot academies and tarot schools and years and years of practice and study groups and free podcasts where I get to rant at you and tell you how to do this. So remember that there's only 78 cards. And if you want to, if you do read reversals, which you should, that means there's 156 cards. Um, that, that's not even close to the number of things that can happen to you just in one day. So we have to allow the cards to breathe. Have to open a dialogue with the with our cards, Becky. Your thoughts on this, unfiltered and unscripted, and certainly as unbiased from my opinion as possible, please. Well, just following on, I mean, I I say it all the time. You know, my my biggest um, battle and learning curve in my journey of learning the tarot is kind of finding the balance between intuition and logic, and the problem with fixed meanings is it's a hundred percent logic and you switch your intuition off and sometimes you know you can get a kind of you know you have that pop and all of a sudden a card where the meaning that it should be and that's an inverted commas if you read the book and it says this card means this and this card means that you can suddenly get a jangle and it's kind it can be like a flower 
in the card that's so insignificant is the bit that suddenly jumps out and it changes the meaning and you're getting the kind of the answer that you're looking for and I think the worst thing you can do and I say this from experience is go for prescribed readings uh, prescribed meanings this can only mean this because then you're having this battle because your intuition's kind of knocking going hello this is what I'm trying to say and the logical side of you is in a battle and the minute you have that and this is from personal experience the minute you're having that mental battle in your head you're losing the fluidity of your reading and you're not just letting things flow and it's when I'm in the kind of the zone things are kind of flowing and it's working well and I think anything you do that makes you stop or puts a break in that you're then you're not going to give as good a reading because that battle's going on so, you know, I would almost put that as I know you were saying it as bullet points, but I would almost put that as the number one. Do not use prescribed readings because it it doesn't work. And like you say, there's a million different combinations of things that can happen in your day. And if you're just doing fixed meanings, it's impossible. And you, you can't you can't give accurate readings then you have to let your intuition flow and you know fixed meanings stop that and stifle it i love it and and you bring up another uh, point is that divination is an intuitive art not a logical scientific process and this is why scientists have such a hard time grappling with the concept of religion and prayer and divination because it's not something you can say X Y Z Q plus 47 always equals I don't know B or something um, we can't just run around saying oh whatever comes to my mind is intuitive because that's what I do I'm intuitive I don't bother to go to school I don't bother to yeah that's logic logic is the enemy I'm a, I'm a free butterfly I mean I know I'm taking to that to extremes but I've met these people don't be one of them um, Arthur Ashe brilliant tennis player let me take Venus and Serena Williams like right now same thing brilliant tennis players right here and now you can watch your TV and see them play and win they have been studying and practicing and studying and practicing and study buddies they used to study and practice against each other they probably still do like, ah, I beat you 17 out of 15 times mm -hmm. oh yeah but I won Wimbledon well so did I but I won the last one Grr, I will win the next one you know so the, I mean literally imagine this is a tarot buddy like Becky and I like oh I did this and I did oh, I predicted the election well I'm I'm the <laughs> consult to the queen it's like well grr, you know having a study buddy uh, in your tarot is just like being Venus and Serena Williams and having friends that you play against and playing against your nemesis sister and you know celebrating the good times and and, uh, and enjoying the competition but you really get to practice and learn um, so Arthur Ashe, uh, Tiger Woods, uh, I mean, uh, Mario Andretti. There you go. There's a blast from the past. Um, this is my like childhood hero. Uh, he's an indie race car driver. Nonetheless, uh, all of these people at the top of their game, and especially, let's say, uh, Fortune 100 uh, executives, 
These guys have been trained. They're the best in the world, but they know how to use their intuition. They know how to, here's the, the quote that you'll hear, trust their gut. Sometimes, you know, you don't have proof. Sometimes you got to go, this just makes sense. Well, this is the way the tarot works. We train and study and train and study. We have exercises and games and practice and books and lessons. And after a while, it's just like speaking. I have no idea what words are going to come out of my mouth at the end of this sentence. However, I have studied grammar, spelled miserably, as you can probably tell by the way I, I destroy the King's English. Um, mangle, I think, is the proper word. Um, <laughs> bloody peasants. Uh, hey, look at me. I'm bringing British. Uh, the point is that I've studied, uh, I've read dictionaries. Uh, my grandmother crate. My, you know, of all of all grandmothers to have, I didn't have the, the nice, kind grandmother. I had the seriously 100% German grandmother from off the boat, and uh, she owned uh, several schools. And so, um, when, uh, but but of course, she'd go in every Sunday. Uh, no, it was every Saturday and Sunday after church, of course, uh, and drag me along with her, and she would vacuum the floors herself. Believe me, that's a lot of work. Um, and uh, she'd make me clean up and stuff. And, and when I'd sit down to play with a puzzle, she'd literally throw a dictionary at me. And you know those like eight, ten-pound dictionaries? That, you know, <laughs> and she'd say, read it. And so I'd sit there and just like pick out random words. So the point is that I have issues. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point, kids. The point is that um, I've studied the uh, well, the American version of the English uh, language. And why do you guys get to call it English? We should call it American. Um, you know, it's like. <gasps> I know, right? That's that's sacrilege, isn't it? <laughs> Upstart colonies. So, look, I've studied English. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm very good at it, but it does mean that intuitively my mind will fill in the words to express the thoughts that I'm conveying as they come out. Holy crap, that was brilliant, and I had no idea it was going to come out like that. That's exactly how the tarot works. You got to do the study. You got to do the math. But when you do, I promise you, I don't give you guaranteed results. But I, I, I can't guarantee you results because that's you know against the law. You know, your results will be your own. That's just the way it is. You know, the government doesn't like it when you say I guarantee this or that. But I guarantee you this: if you do this, if you study and practice as I tell you, you will find that the tarot cards fill in. Exactly, you know, as you uh, as you hold. I don't know if you expect, but they will they will fill in details and knowledge and awareness in ways that you could not find in other current known methods. Otherwise, nobody would read read the tarot. Would just do it another, another way. So it's like an enhanced awareness. Now, whether you expect that or not is a different story. So I can't say it will actually. You know, Everybody expects the same thing. So there's my legal disclaimer. The thing is that your results be your own, blah, blah, blah. But it is an intuitive art. So logic has its place, but you don't read cards via logic. You read cards using uh, logic as a uh, base, but also as like icing on the cake. But the meat of your cake, because it's suddenly a meat cake, <laughs> okay, for whatever reason, um, well, if you guys can have blood pudding, I can have meat cake. So, 
<laughs> or as uh, what is his name? Um, Bruce Willis said, "I'm a meat popsicle." Um, this is from Fifth Element. Uh, but in the in this meat cake, the meat of it is uh, your intuition, and uh, tarot is uh, up to date because my deck isn't out yet. The best tool for developing your intuition, and and this intuitive skill that you are learning can be applied to problem solving, can be applied to dowsing, can be applied to business because it is your intuition. It can give you a better understanding of people. So the tarot really should be taught properly and professionally in schools as a life development tool. Forget, you know, whether or not, you know, am I going to get an A on this test? Well, you know, that's a side benefit, but being able to develop your intuition. So please never, ever, ever just just break yourself of the habit of, of reading uh, out of books. You know, and I see this not as much as I used to, uh, but I do see readers giving readings, sometimes students, sometimes professionally, reading out of the book. Oh my God, it's embarrassing. That's like going to see Hamlet, right? I'm on stage looking at the screen because they have Mel Gibson's tablet playing behind me, much like Rocky Horror. So I keep looking back at the screen to see where I'm supposed to be. And I've got the script in my hand. And I'm like, um, um, oh, last poor Yurik. I, I knew him well. People would throw cab. People would leave the audience, go across the street to 7-Eleven, which is like a little convenience store, buy some cabbages, which they magically sell at convenience stores such as 7-Eleven. If they don't, then they'd probably buy like bottles of booze, which is glass or candy bars. And they'd come back and they'd throw them at me, much like rotten fruit. Don't do this. Don't read out of a book and don't give memorized meanings. You don't need to. We held just our free instruction should win you. So nobody's going to do that, right? We never have to cover that again. Uh, tell me your thoughts on blind readings. Blind, blindy, blind readings, Vakita. <laughs> Don't give them. <laughs> because. I mean, tell me. Okay. Um, uh, just tell me anything. I'm going to give you $50, and I don't know what I want, and I talk like this because I don't know. Whatever. But that, oh. That is almost the worst client to have because everybody comes for a reading. There's all, sorry, all, comes with a, a purpose behind it. And there's always something they want to know. And someone who just sits there and says, I don't know, just tell me anything is going to get something so generic because, you know, we'll go on to kind of hammer down the specifics of all of this is going to get something so generic. It's going to be so wishy-washy that you're belittling yourself but you're almost belittling your client as well and you know they're going to go away disappointed because they're going to walk away going well actually I wanted to know when the cute guy who lives two floors above me is going to ask me out or whether I'm wasting my time so they've come with a specific yeah the you're the reader you're supposed to know this stuff what's wrong with you exactly and I've you know one of my kind of trite phrases that I would use is kind of a general question is going to get a general reading if you want me to kind of wow you tell me what it is that you want to know and then we can work on this and I think and the other thing with blind readings that I think we as readers particularly when you're learning and again I made this mistake is 
you can knock your progress back because as a reader and as a student when you're learning you end up feeling so crappy afterwards because you struggled through the whole process and it, it, you you can kind of and I, I say this again from personal experience you knock yourself back because you're like oh my god I can't do this and I've got this all wrong and whereas in fact if you don't give blind readings from the off you're not going to end up in that position and you're not going to knock yourself back so you're creating I mean think our ten of wands you're creating a huge rod for your back if you give a blind reading and it doesn't work okay so don't do it we're gonna we're gonna role play for a moment Ooh, put on your costumes all right kitties leave the room we're about to get naughty um so you're gonna be the sexy maiden distress and I'm going to be the tarot reader Tell me, just repeat after me. Dusty, you are so... Okay, no, <laughs> don't repeat that <laughs> But repeat after me. Just tell me anything. Just tell me anything. Okay, I got the Five of Swords. Well, um, you're avoiding conflict or someone has been abusing you, but it's not working or... Is there a conflict in your life that you've been avoiding? Um, maybe your parents or your boss. Didn't that sound like crap? Yeah. Wait, wait. It let, does. Wait. I, um, I, I'm the great Zolt. Well, no, I like Zoltars. <laughs> no, there is no Zoltar. There's Zolar. He was like this great, amazing uh, astrologer who just like made all kinds of money in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s. And 40s and 30s. Jesus Christ. But let's say Zoltar because there's nobody named Zoltar. I'm the great Zoltar. Um, I'm getting an R. Does anybody in this entire audience have an R? Um, uh, yeah, Rebecca, Ronald, yes. You have a parent who is trying to reach you from the other side. Yes, yes. You, uh, Reginald, who stand up in the audience and said you have uh, someone who's trying to reach you from the other side. They're trying to send you a message. It's about it's about a personal item, uh, car, house, apartment. Oh, your apartment. Yes. Oh, you. Yes. <laughs> This is not what we're doing. And why is Dusty so pissed about this? It's because the fucking federal government, your favorite government, wherever you live, because it better be, otherwise they'll come after you. Your federal government does not like the idea that we're doing this. Your federal government generally looks at us like we're these kind of shysters because these shysters do exist, because these shysters are kind of out there and their job is to advertise and to entertain. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with entertainment. Oh, my God. I love Renaissance Fair. I love going to the circus. I just went to see the Steve Jobs movie last night. And you know what? Lawrence uh, uh, Lauren uh, L.W. DeLorence. Lauren DeLorence. Uh, De, yeah, DeLorence. That guy doesn't seem nearly as much of a bad guy now that I've seen Steve Jobs. I'm like, holy crap, this guy was a jerk. Now, you know, did he get a lot of stuff done? Yeah. Um, but uh, 
But yeah, but I went there and I liked the entertainment. And I realized that, okay, maybe it wasn't exactly the truth. It wasn't like day one of Steve Jobs' life, day 57. It was kind of like, hey, let's, let's make it fun and interesting. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. That's not what we're doing. But that's what the government thinks we're doing. And so I want to protect you guys from getting harassed, ticketed, arrested, accused of um, giving out bad information. I don't want your clients to sue you for giving bad information. Oh, my God, I, I went and I paid them $100 and, or, or worse. They had me come every single week, Your Honor. I had no idea. Now I don't have money to pay my rent because of the the, the, the scam. I mean, believe me, people is people. There are very good people in this world, and there are some jerks, and you don't want to find yourself the victim of, uh, let's say, a psychological, uh, psychological or psychic vampire or someone who's a you know, professional victim, and they're going to take you to court and accuse you of giving them, you know, bad information, especially if it's just generic information. So protect yourself by giving really good readings uh, and manage expectations. Tell people, hey, you know, look, here's what I'm going to find. You take it with a grain of salt. I will do my very best for you. But you ultimately, you have to make your own decisions. Okay, so tell me anything. Here's another one. Oh, seven of coins. Um, um, somebody's taking choices from you. Okay, uh, queen of hearts. I mean, uh, cups. Because you know, same thing, right? Uh, you're gonna meet a woman. Um, she's she's dreamy and creative, and she's blonde hair. Uh, oh, queen of wands. Oh, but then there's this other woman, and she's feisty and jealous. And this. how is that possibly a reading? That's just that's just me throwing out my preferred interpretations of the card at you like I'm blasting you with a shotgun of information. So I'm putting my cards away. Yeah, there you go. This demonstrates this wait, hold on. <laughs> Class. That's another lousy bell. Um, this concludes our demonstration of how to give a crappy reading, which we're going to do next week. Yay. So uh, never give blind readings. Talk to your client. What do you want to do with your life, mister? Why are you here? Why are, wait, let me pull this is uh, from uh, Jeff Bezos. Why are you wasting my life? You know? <laughs> Find out why the person is here and help them with that. Trust me, this is so much more fun than blind readings, and your clients will love you and appreciate that. And they'll go tell their friends, wow, I didn't really know what I wanted to know. But it's like they knew what I wanted to know. No, what happens was you ask them and then you cajoled them and then you finally figured out, is this what you would like to know? And they said, yes, you know, like, like a written, like a verbal contract. This is what I'd like to know. Will you please answer this? Well, I will do the best that I can. Not like, <laughs> because I, I don't want you guys to give generic readings. It's going to be disappointing. So, uh, Point number one, never rely on memorized meanings. Point number two, never give blind readings. Point number three, know your spreads. Never use a spread in a reading that you haven't tested and analyzed. Here I'm about to break some hearts. Dozens or hundreds of times in practice. Don't run out and say, oh, I'm going to try a new spread on my client. Here, I've got my, I've got my book open. All right. Um, it's going to be special. It's only $30 an hour. And I don't know... Um, 
about anybody else, but $30 an hour is more than the average person gets paid. So even if you're bargain basementing at it, well, it's only 50 cents a minute. Um, still 30 bucks an hour that somebody has to shell out to hear you go blah, blah, blah. Don't, don't pull out um, a, uh, a brand new spread that you haven't tested and analyzed at, at least dozens of times. I'd prefer hundreds. Um, you're going to miss out on all sorts of information that the, that, that's in the spread. A, a well-designed spread, and over time, and again, if you're like, how do you know all this stuff? How, do, am I, how am I supposed to remember all this stuff? This is why we have a tarot school. You go to easytarotlessons.com, you give us a dollar, we will teach you all of this stuff and make it super easy. And then, because Becky did this, and, and, you know, hundreds of others have done this as well. So... Uh, use spreads that you know, or go out and learn spreads, but practice them in practice with your study groups, with your study buddies, practice them alone. Really get the feel of a spread because you want to develop a dialogue with your cards. All right, Becky, what do you think? Well, I mean, again, I, I, I agree. I mean, I have yeah. a study group and we just got the spreads at the moment and um the beauty of a study group and study buddies is you're not giving an actual reading so you can take your time you can make sure you understand it you can discuss everyone has their input and i mean the other thing again and this is where i sound like such a broken record you don't want to be giving a reading and half of your brain's kind of oh right okay now this card position meant and okay i can't quite remember that bit but i'm sure it will come back to me and maybe because again you lose the fluidity of the reading whereas you want to know a spread inside out backwards upward you know upside down so that you're not actually having to focus on the spread itself because you know the spread, which means that you can then work with the cards and work with the reading and you don't want to be sort of fixed on not quite knowing it. Because if you're at that point and you don't quite know the spread and you're actually in a professional reading setting, you shouldn't be because you're not ready. So there's a big difference between practice um, when you're learning something and actually doing this properly and you don't you need to know it because you're not going to get again you're, I'm going to have to use the word fluidity but you're not going to have the fluidity in a reading because part of you is going to be concentrating on the spread rather than the reading itself excellently put wow that's actually go to Becky's school and another thing is that uh, we are going to be <laughs> just bear with us for a few more minutes uh, in a bit we are going to be talking about all this stuff that you can do to give a great reading now you can't do all of that stuff that we're about to tell you if you don't know your spreads inside and out so in in, uh, in the academy I tell people know five to five to seven spreads that you work with all the time a uh, little you know small spreads, blob spreads, single card spreads, two card spreads, uh, larger spreads like the Celtic Cross roundabout, things like that where it's a fixed position spread. Um, these allow you to do the super advanced stuff that we're going to tell you about in just a moment. Okay, uh, another thing, and this might even go under mistakes, um, so I'll just gloss over this, but don't rely on blob spreads and don't be afraid of larger fixed spreads. Those are the ones that give you the juiciest details and make your life so much easier. Now, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, pick up a copy of The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever. It's available everywhere, at least on Amazon and Amazon, whatever, UK, 
Canada, Japan, Brazil, whatever, you know, all, all the Amazons. Also, the book depository or just bookdepository.com if you live in some country where Amazon doesn't ship free to. Go to book depository. Playing free shipping all over the world. Uh, go into your local metaphysical store and say, hey, you should carry this book. I will buy a copy. We got these other books. It's like, okay, fine. You know, take your chances with other books. Just don't come bitching to me 10 years from now and go, I wasted 10 years of my life. And trust me, I wrote this book because I wasted 15 years of my life. And I've had people come after, come at me after me again with pitchforks and torches over and over saying, I wish I'd found your book 10 years ago. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I write slow. So anyway, um, I, I, you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna really press this point because uh, there are no advertisements on this uh, podcast. If you haven't noticed, I don't uh, I don't whore out myself, you know, with, uh, advertisements. But I do let you know what it is that we do around here. And uh, going back to that school, if you got a dollar, I can teach you the tarot at least for a month. And then uh, you know it's, it's gonna be really 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 basic stuff. But we need a month to get you past the really really basic stuff. Um, so, and then this, the farther you go in, the more advanced it gets, but it doesn't get like progressively more expensive. It's just, you know, 10 bucks a week, anywhere you go, uh, in the real world, it's going to be 15, 25, $30 a week for lessons. If they're any good, um, if we live in like New York or, uh, San Francisco or London, it's probably going to be a lot more. Um, so it is really a, a deal. Go to easytarolessons.com to sign up. All right. I will keep on your ass about that because I know a lot of you won't do it. That's fine. You are not my problem. Uh, my problem is anybody who, who really wants to learn this, it's my job to help you do that. And I'm going to do as much as I can for free. Becky, uh, every spread needs a protagonist. This is someone you must clearly state. It's not something you just assume the gods will know that you're what you're talking about. Uh, and this is from Advanced Tarot Secrets. So if you have a copy of the Easiest Way to Learn Tarot, you're like, what the hell is this bright protagonist? He never talked about that. It's in Advanced Tarot Secrets. Now, again, I'm available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Online. Becky, why do we need a spread protagonist? I want to hear it from you because I want people to trust what you say rather than me just blah, 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 yapping. <laughs> um, essentially, again, it's it's the accuracy of the reading, but it's knowing it's kind of the perspective that the readings from, so, you know, someone can come and ask you something and it's important to know who the protagonist actually is. So who is this spread about? So, you know, you could come with a question and it's kind of like, well, actually this question isn't about the other person. It's about you. So by nailing down and identifying who the protagonist is, then you're set up to give your reading and give an accurate reading. Right. So let me give you this. This is an advanced technique. I, will, I teach in school. It's one of my most closely guarded secrets. But I will give you this, guys, for free because you bothered to listen this far. Every spread needs a protagonist because you don't have to read from your client's point of view. If you think mm. your client is lying or your client says, why won't my boyfriend propose? Well, that's okay. This is your client's not lying, but now your client's talking about somebody else. Uh, why won't my boss give me a raise? What's going to be happening at this particular event? How is this going to go? Uh, tell me what happened with my grandfather. You can shift 
your awareness to the location, place, time, person, event, or thing, and read from that person, place, you know, that nouns, um, perspective or point of view, and see the world through their eyes and describe what you are seeing to uh, your client. Your client could just be like, a, oh, um, in medical school, they have the operating theater where you uh, have your surgery, you know, you have your uh, operation room, and then up above they have a gallery where all the students sit behind glass and they actually watch what's going on. You ever, or, or, um, uh, I don't know about uh, Parliament, but in Congress, um, they, they have the, uh, the Congress and then they have the galleries that sometimes have let people in. Um, mm. They're off Thurston Hall 30 in. Uh, but do you, do you know what I'm saying, right, Peggy? Yeah. And okay. I mean, it's like in the, the court system. You can go and watch yes. court in progress. Oh, totally, right? Now, you're not allowed to get up and today, judge, uh, I disagree. You know, you, you kick your ass out. Maybe put you in jail. You're contempt of something or other. Fix my wig while I'm at it. Um, <laughs> you guys have the coolest wigs. Do they still wear the wigs? Yeah. I got I gotta admit that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. I I never ever ever want to be hauled up before the judge, uh, Mr. White. Did you not say disparaging things about the British government and the Queen? Like, no, wait. Oh, we have it on tape here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I just take my blocking now? Yes. Yeah. I, hey. <laughs> Thanks a lot, character witness. <laughs> I like James Bond. <laughs> He's British, right? <laughs> Yeah, but the point is that uh, yeah, the court is is a better analogy. You can your client is is just a, a casual observer at that point. I mean, this is an amazing thing that you can do. You can always read for your client, to your client, at your client, but you can also help your client explore. And this is when we get into the corporate readings, when we're doing uh, salvage operations where we're looking for ancient artifacts or sunken treasures or we're doing dowsing or anything that is separate and distinct uh, from our client, that our client becomes a casual observer or a third party. Uh, they get to watch us. What are you doing now? What are you doing now? What are you doing now? Shut up. This is an awareness, and of course, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, I teach you all about this. We do it in thorough detail. We've got study groups and exercises and diagrams. This isn't just like I go, oh, by the way, you can do this. I mean, I really teach you this, but I want to be able to let you guys know you can try this on your own. I mean, kids, you know, beware. Don't don't hold me responsible if you try it without uh, professional training. But, but yeah, you can try it on your own. Um it starts with the premise that every spread needs a protagonist, and therefore that is the perspective from which your information flows, and this is how we get the super advanced information. And all of this is verifiable. Um, sometimes, well, actually not, I will get, let me rephrase that. Most of the time, uh, most of the information is verifiable. The, the whole point of the divination is we can't verify it until we find, you know, check it against facts. And sometimes if we're doing like uh, future readings or, or past readings, we have to really go back and we can verify the facts and go, okay, that matched up, that matched up. And then we have some information that we can't absolutely verify, but it, it's a stringer. It makes 
uh, or, or it's like a bridge. It, it connects the dots between two facts and it makes a lot of sense. And we have to say, well, we can't specifically verify this because the history has been obliterated or the event is yet to happen um, or, you know, it's happening in a different country. We do not do espionage unless your government has sanctioned you to do that because I don't want to be arrested for teaching you guys how to spy. But, but nonetheless, that's the point of divination is to gather information that you can't gather otherwise. And so we need to verify by placing our information against known anchors. And then we get to see in between then what uh, in between those where uh, we can fill in the gaps with good, solid information from our cards. You've done this, right, Becky? Yeah, I mean, the thing that I was thinking about the, um, when you're talking about the protagonist, and I'm, I'm a skeptical believer, so I'm one of those people that I, I need to test things out for myself, and I, just, I won't just blindly believe um, you know, I need to test things and work things. And with the protagonist, one of the biggest lessons I learned, I was um, a couple of years ago, a bit of a stalemate with um, my oldest. And I threw a spread and I was the protagonist. And um, of course, the information I was getting and the perspective I was coming from was what do I need to do? What do I need to know? And then all of a sudden, being the good little student I am and remembering my lessons, I made him the spread protagonist, yes. threw the spread out, and all of a sudden had this window into a world that I never would have had before, realised why he was doing what he was doing, and then armed with that information, I was then, then able to put into place what I needed to put into place, and I'd almost picked picked the wrong protagonist there's a lot of pus in that that sentence but I'd picked the wrong protagonist and wasn't getting the information that I needed so a lot of people could not gloss over this but it's a really really important point to nail down whose perspective the spread is from because all of a sudden I went from I don't know 10 percent to 99.9% and it was just that that very subtle change opened up a huge door and you know you've used the example you using the examples at the beginning of this point and the different things and you know you could kind of go in and sort of say um you know I'm I'm fed up with not progressing at work and what do I need to do and da 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 da, da. but if you can get the perspective of the people that you're working for that inside knowledge then means that you can tweak and change and it's so important and in terms of the amount of information that you can get and just how useful it is I don't think you can underestimate it and I will always always remember that reading a couple of years ago because with Ryan bless him it just it completely changed and this is this is real life this is how tarot helps people in real life and this is me getting a little bit ranty now it's not just fun and a game it can actually really really help people and I knew that it helped me so putting into place the things that you taught helped me at that particular point of parenting and knowing the perspective to sort of throw the spread from changed what I needed completely I'll get off my soapbox now <laughs> no it's excellent and and my I'm I'm so so upset because we're 43 minutes in now and 
I'm going to have to, I know people are going to be like, you lied to me and I'm sorry, but we're going to have to split this podcast literally in two and go a little bit longer. But the stuff that we're going to tell you about how to give a great reading, uh, that's going to have to wait till next week. Um, yeah. Because I didn't think I, I really thought we just I just had a couple of bullet points. I was like, oh, this, 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 and then. Uh, but but yeah, so I apologize to everybody. But rather than shortchange you and just like run everything through or make you sit through like a two and a half hour podcast, like oh my god, these things are supposed to be fifteen minutes. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> uh, rather than doing that to to anybody who's, who's kind enough to listen, um, please just tell you what take. Um, take all this information and try it yourself. Again, don't believe it just because my name is Dusty White and I'm the best-selling author on uh, on tarot books on Amazon with the number one best-reviewed book in history. Uh, and again, oh, by the way, that's not, I don't mean to sound boasting. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you. I hope I said that right. I heard it somewhere once and it was like supposed to be a good thing, right? Uh, no, really... God bless us, Mr. Scrooge. God bless us all. Thank you, everybody. I really appreciate the kindness that you've bestowed on me. I, I worked my ass off to write a really, really good set of books, but you know, but but again, just because don't 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 take it because I've got some kind of platform here that I know what I'm talking about. But but literally try these things out for yourself, uh, and and that's the whole point of this. This is why I give away information free, and this is why I have a tarot class. Uh, this is why I hoodwinked Becky into you know showing up here every every week um and uh, well you know most weeks sometimes i'm like i don't feel like doing it um which is why we don't have it every week but anyway so let's do it let's um get through a couple more points we'll break it off and we'll come back at you next week and i apologize for not getting this all in at once but um but again, take take this all with a grain of salt and then go out and prove it for yourself. That's really that, – that's all I've ever wanted for you. Okay, so, Becky, uh, talking specifically about the single most popular uh, spread in the world, the old, good old-fashioned Celtic cross, no matter what mm-hmm. version that you use, card position 8 is almost always – again, I haven't seen an, uh, uh, a version of it where this isn't true, but I'll allow for it to be. But especially in the in the uh, one that I teach, but uh, in every version that I know of, card position eight is always the same. It represents outside forces, and not just any random outside forces, but outside forces, other people, circumstances, events, uh, indicative forces, but something outside of your client or the spread protagonist. And as a matter of fact, it could be your client. So let's say outside of the spread protagonist or external to the spread protagonist. Ah. Look at me. I've had, it took me like 30 seconds, but I got it. Card position eight represents something external to your spread protagonist um, that directly influences the situation and question at hand, so much so that it actually appears in uh, in card form. Because there's a whole bunch of things that could uh, you know could apply. It's like I'm going to give a podcast today. Well, my neighbor was knocking at the at the front door. Um, my this guy was cutting a tree. Uh, um, I want to. I had a slice of pizza from my San Jose trip last night. These things don't really matter. I mean, what specifically? Carbonation eight. My neighbor came twice. 
I, all the way in from the front door into my office, I can hear knock, 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 knock. And, like, and fortunately, while Becky was talking, I was like, oh, no, Becky. So I ran all the way across and opened the front door and said, I'm recording. And they're like, oh, no. I'm like, whatever. And ran back here and he was still talking. I was like, hey, thanks. So I appreciate that. So, uh, Nobody wants to know how sausage was made, but now it is. See, but that particular, you know, knocking at the door, that would be a card that shows up in card position eight. Card position eight is not about non-relevant events. There's a thousand non-relevant events. This is the one that demands attention, but I like that about the Kelsey Cross spread because it's an overview spread. It's not a really great, you know, past, present, future spread. There's, here's how it's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen now. Here's how it's going to work out in the end. Here's what's going to happen after that. Blah, 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 blah. And, of course, we teach you ways around that in the course, teach you all kinds of fun things you can do with this one particular spread. that you I never had any idea I could do that. But but just speaking specifically of card position ain't now that I've spent like five minutes building it up. What's... Uh, oh, wait, Miracle Max, what's so special about you? <laughs> Why do you need to live? So, um, car position eight, why? And again, I'm putting you on the spot, Becky, because I can rant all the while I want, but you as uh, one of my students get to be, uh, serve as proof of, did you learn anything from me? I'm going to shut up now. That's my favorite line. <laughs> Just hammer out the question. Nail down the specific question you're asking me about car position. I... What is it? Why does it mean anything? I mean, why? What can you? Okay. In order to give a good reading. Mm-hmm. What's so special about card position eight? What can you do before the cards are out? Now, this is kind of leading into our pre-spread work. Oh, yeah. But what's so special it, about card position eight? Let's say see, in your pre-spread I, mental walkthrough, or don't put that, that was a little bit of advanced knowledge. That's next week. I know next week. <laughs> Just to throw the little taster in. Um, it's more the fact that because it's your spread and you're putting it down, you get to decide you know who that is and where it's so important is it's almost kind of <sighs> what do you mean woman what do you mean i get to choose but that yeah but i don't i don't know if we're jumping ahead to next week that's the problem. tell me I'm just tell me about composition eight and and we'll damn the torpedoes full speed ahead okay well with with card position eight if this is kind of the the external influence or the unknown or the things around you. There's lots of ors, ors, ors. Um, so by nailing down which or it is, um, it's then going to kind of develop what it is that you're doing. Sorry, I'm a bit confused as to what I'm being asked. Okay. Let's say you're, okay, you're about to cast a spread, right? Mm. You're going to use the boring old Celtic cross spread that everybody's like, oh, this is a crappy spread. And you're like, oh, no, but I can work wizardry with it. Yes. Right. Are we sitting comfortably? Right. So um, you're about to. Oh, OK, I, I apologize. Let me give you the answer and then you can go ahead because I, I do apologize. I made this such a big deal. And now it's come back and bit me on the bum. <laughs> 
card position eight isn't any random card event or people. You get in if you want to give a good reading. I mean, a great reading, yes, we'll get to that. But if you want to give a good reading, you must decide who, what, where, when, why, how, card position eight, as it applies to your client situation scenario. Does that make sense? Yes, I think that's what I was trying to say in the fact that it can be a lot of ors. Embellished As in, it can be this, or it could be that, or it could be that, rather than not nailing down which could you want it to be, which would then make it very generic by specifically deciding, you know, so say for the sake of argument, um, okay, we did we did a practice spread in my study group the other day and we decided, um, and obviously it's a practice, and we had a question with someone who potentially wanted to change direction completely in the course of their career and we kind of we did a again not saying too much for next week but we kind of we did all our pre-spread walkthrough and we decided that card position eight was going to be the um opportunities that were available that the protagonist was unaware of specifically in a work settings so we had a very specific kind of structure and of course the card um, that we then got in the position because we were reading it within that context made perfect sense gives you a wealth of information and you know if you if it was a, if it had been a real life reading setting you want someone to go away armed with kind of um, a checklist of what they need to do and that would have given a very specific answer in the context of the question that we'd asked whereas if we'd just done a very generic well it could be a, a it could be an event or it could be an opportunity or it could be this it would have been a lot more dif difficult to interpret but because we'd nailed down the absolute specific this is the context of the card in this position that we have decided it then gave us a beautifully accurate reading and that's even in a study setting where it's not real um, so again, if you do that in a study setting, when you're then in real life readings, it's a really, really important position. But by nailing it down, you then you're giving specifics, not generics. I like that. And let me see if I can clarify that again. Uh, but thank you so much. It is your responsibility as a reader to decide what it is you're asking about and therefore by knowing which spread you're going to be casting and how that spread is going to answer your question, um, card position eight specifically, even if you don't do any of the advanced spread techniques that we're about to tell you about next week, unfortunately, because we ran out of time this week because I've talked too much, blah, 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 blah. Uh, with all my sides about British monarchy and, and life in the United States and other countries that I've never <laughs> been to uh, and other planets I've never been to. Uh, the point being is that it is your job and responsibility to know, as part of knowing your spread, who and what you're asking about was card position eight. Um, give me a quick scenario, Becky, and just don't make something up so I have no possible chance of knowing it in advance. Okay, uh, scenario, I've just won the lottery. Um, Wait, we have to do this right. Hello, <laughs> thank you for coming in. Welcome to Shea Dusty. Sit down, have a speak. Uh, I have a, have a sit here. Would you like some tea? Thank you. Now, why are you here? Um, 
Okay, um, I have recently won a significant amount of money in the lottery. Cha-ching, I just doubled my price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, bit of a life crossroads now. Um, and I have come for some guidance. Okay, and what is the guidance about? Well, first off, congratulations on your uh, fortuitous uh, selection of uh, lottery numbers, um, and I hope that you are not besieged by too many sudden uh, relatives, that your family has not grown exponentially over the last uh, couple of days. <laughs> um, what specifically is it you would like to know, and I will see if I can help you with that. Okay, I uh, life crossroads now. A lot more opportunities open to me financially. Do I set up my one woman crazy cat lady cat rescuing sanctuary and live my days out on farmland with thousands of cats? Do I go traveling around the world? Do I take six months out and write a book? What direction can you guide me in? Now, you have children because I've met you before and you said, blah, 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 I have children. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Do you mind if I take a look at how this, how these decisions will affect your children or are they at all important to you? Hmm. That's something I hadn't thought about. Yes. That's why you paid the big bucks. I know. So I, I grin everybody at home. Yes, I am cheating a little bit because I know that Becky has children. But the point is that her question was all about me, me, me. I am a whatever, billionaire now, thousandaire, hundredaire, billionaire, millionaire, probably millionaire because you've won a large amount of money. And her question was, should I, should I, should I, fortunately, having knowledge that does have children, I could choose to make card position eight you know i'm shuffling and shuffling and when you're when you're shuffling what you're doing is making a compact or an agreement between nations you know agreement between you and god or you and your spirit guides you and your fairies you and your friendly fairies you and the gods however you want to phrase it it is collective unconsciousness because all of a sudden i'm channeling carl jung you're making a compact or, or just general agreement you know separate and distinct nations you know I, you are your own entity you're saying hey uh, here's our agreement I'm going to ask a question. You're going to give me answers. That's it. That's the end of our agreement. But in so doing, I'm going to be very clear on what I'm asking. So my question is blah, blah, blah. But with card position eight, I specifically don't – I want to know how this will affect her children or what's important to her children or what do her, her children want to do? You know, Becky, I'm this and I'm that and everything. Well, yes, of course. You're an adult and they're not. Ha, ha, ha. Hmm. That's what you get, kids. One day you'll be able to boss your kids around and throw Becky in an old folks home. But until that day comes, <laughs> I'm in charge. Well, she's in charge. So as you see, I picked a number of different ways that I can phrase my question to the gods about card question eight. Um, I mean, card position eight. So depending on my needs, the question that I'm asking, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I can specify what I want card position eight to answer. 
that is why I'm railing on about how important card position eight is. Because rather than just go, uh, here comes card position eight, uh, the six of coins. Okay, card position eight, six of coins comes up. Well, other people are expecting you to give them. Well, you're you're going to be having a lot of people expecting that you're going to pay their way through life. Well, what kind of detailed, highly specific information is that in a tarot reading to give to somebody who's just won the lottery? I could just tell you that right off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Anybody could tell you that. If your client's coming in and paying you money, whether it's a dollar because they won the lottery or a hundred dollars because they won the lottery, um, the amount of money that they pay you doesn't matter, nor the fact that they won the lottery uh, or they lost money on a lottery ticket. Um, what's important is that they came to you for an answer. And in this particular case, you have somebody who's very fortunate, just happened to, you know, win a few coins and uh, and it's in their bank account. And now they're they're not being selfish, but they're thinking in terms of themselves. And in this particular case, knowing that uh, Becky is a single mom with, uh, with wonderful children, it occurred to me intuitively that their needs should be taken into account and card position eight was just the right place. So I could ask what they want. I could ask how that's all affecting them. I could ask, you know, again, whatever I choose. And so I'm stating it, it's like when you're reading, it's almost like writing out a contract. Subclause A, mm. paragraph um you know, subparagraph two, Roman numeral two, uh, clause B, you know, you can actually get quite specific. You don't just have to go, how's everything going to work out? Uh, just tell me anything, you know. Hmm. So you don't have to get all Virgo in. And no offense to Virgos, but I'm going to use that as a euphemism for analytical. You don't have to get super analytical on this. Um, but a little bit of specificity gives you, that's where you get the real details that's where you get this thing called precision and precision in tarot readings separates the real professionals from everybody else on the planet. I want you guys to be the real professionals. I want you to be so good that you make other people look stupid without ever insulting them, without ever being rude to them. You are just so far ahead of them because a, been trained properly, you're doing it properly, you care about your clients, and you work hard at it. Not everybody does that. Not everybody has been trained properly. Not everybody cares about their clients. Some people don't know any better. Well, that's their problem. We're, that's that's my problem, actually. That's my problem is trying to, you know, reach into their brains and, and make them a better reader. You, your only problem, and this applies to you, Becky, is how well you give a reading. So, wasted 10 minutes on that but uh hopefully people got some real value out of that just that one specific card in the celtic cross and again we go into all of this in class and, you know i the only reason why i give this whole thing away for a dollar is to is to allow you guys a sample a little taste of what we what we do you know we're gonna 40 week class um, and I do it I spread it out over a lot of time because I need you to practice in between class we only have class once a week we have two or three hours worth of video and then it's a video instruction uh, and then uh, we have an extra to one one and a half two sometimes three hours uh, depending on the week a bonus video 
So I've got like anywhere from like three hours. Let's say, if, let's say hypothetically that if um, uh, one week we had an hour and a half video and an hour and a half video. No, let's, let's just go. We have anywhere every week from two to five hours worth of video. Um, and you don't have to watch it all, but you can. And it's there for you. Plus, we have another hour or two of audio lessons. Uh, we've got uh, a community where you can ask questions, uh, forums, chat room. Nobody's ever in the chat room. Uh, moderators, study groups, study buddies. This is like your own little private Hogwarts, but it's online. So, you know, none of your neighbors have to see you dressing up in a funny robe. Matter of fact, I've got doctors and lawyers and uh, priests and um, uh, surgeons and financial um, uh, experts. Uh, I've got God, crazy the amount of doctors that I have. In other words, I have some of the most highly intelligent people on the planet actually enrolled in my school. And it's not because they're superstitious. It's because they actually appreciate the scientific method that we go through this and allowing them to figure out whether this information is ancillary or uh, allows them an enhanced awareness in their own profession. Because all we're doing is no matter who or what you do, keep doing what it is that you do. We're not trying to change your reality. We're just trying to enhance your awareness so that you can do everything you do normally even better. And again, take everything with a grain of salt. Use what works. Um, but uh, we got tons and tons of testimonials. I need, really need to put those up. I got wallpaper in my office and probably wallpaper half your house, Becky, with all the testimonials that I have. Mm. Um, but it's all, it, it all comes down to individuals. So it, with all that said, does that make it clear why this one particular card, Position 8, is so important? And to, just a, a hint at some of the things you can do with it. Oh, yes, completely. I know, I'm kind of preaching to the choir here, but, uh, well, that's the whole point, is I um, I like working with someone who's actually gone through this, and you can tell me, this is good, this is bad. And, yeah. Okay, um, a couple more points, and we'll get the hell out of here. Uh, very quickly, I've got a bullet point here, number seven, learn to tell when your client is lying to you. Oh, let's say, or withholding information or twisting reality to match their desires. Now, I tend to think this is quite easy once you get some practice within your cards, with your cards. But, Becky, have you had any experience with this when reading for other people of being able to tell if they are, what is it they say in court, the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth? Mm. Um, yes, and I think... This is where practice is so important because, you know, a lot of giving a good tarot reading hasn't actually got that much to do with at the actual giving the reading. It's the people skills. And there's nothing worse than somebody coming in and wanting to test you. And it's like, well, if you're really good, you'll realise that what I'm saying isn't the truth because you're the reader and you're going to know all of this. And it's incredibly hard work um and you do you do get to know because there's a, it's bizarre there's a there's a weird kind of human psychology with some people and I'm almost kind of not quite sure where they book a reading because they want they want to kind of prove you wrong but they want to be proved 
they want their proof and they want their answers but in the process they kind of want to do it by trickery and it's a bit it's almost in the same vein as a blind reading oh i know i read the bible there's a guy named doubting thomas yes i want to believe but don't you dare trick me i will trick you before you trick me because if you are that good, you will see through my trickery and out trick me. And therefore, I can then I can follow you and be your disciple. We don't want disciples. We don't need disciples. But in the story of Doubting Thomas, a lot of people take it upon themselves that I alone will be the skeptic. I mean, OK, mea culpa. I did this with astrology. I've been studying uh, metaphysics for a number of years. Well, at least over a decade before I really got into astrology i mean i kind of looked in but but when i went deep into astrology i was so adamant i've been studying this i'm in my 20s i've been studying this for like 15 years i knew what i'm doing me and i was like i don't believe in this and i did the same thing with herbalism well i've been studying this and now i know astrology and i don't believe in herbalism that's all witchcraft and folklore and it's funny how the gods or the big man in the sky throws me in a situation where they know or he knows that I'm going to go in and I'll bully blah 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 talking out of my ass and get my ass handed to me with you don't know crap mm. and it's true so uh, not to get off topic but I've done this myself where I was like I don't want to be um it's just a prayer that I made to God at eight years old. I remember it because I've repeated it for a week. And I was like, just every night before bed, you, say, you know, I laid me down to sleep. You son of a bitch. I want to know your face. I want to know if there is magic. And if there is magic, I want it to work. And I want it to be real. And I want to be great at it. But if it doesn't, I want to go out and disprove it. And I want to tell the world that there is no magic, blah, blah, blah. Because I did not want to just believe because it's fun to believe. It really is fun to believe. I read Harry Potter. I read Lord of the Rings. I read uh, a lot of things, but those are just like examples that are very current and popular. Because we do have, you know, more Harry Potter coming out, and Lord of the Rings just, you know, happened with the movies and everything. I read all those things. I love the fantasy. I even read that damn Elric of Melnibone and that horrible, horrible ending that just maybe threw the book across the room. It's it's like Shakespearean and it's tragedy. It's it's. The guy should be shot for writing a book that's so evil. The, the end of the book, just all hope gone. Not in the spoiler alert. Uh, it ends. It ends poorly for everybody, except for and anybody who's read that. It's like, yeah. Everybody else, just, <laughs> don't, don't. Michael Moorcock will ruin your faith in humanity. Um, and it's a long series. I mean, I'm the whole series. Um, but 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 the point is that. Um, I, there's a difference between loving and wanting to believe that. And I did not want to, oh, I read the crystal cave as a kid, all about Merlin. And I was like, oh my God, mm. this guy, look, forget like sports heroes and whatnot. Literally Merlin was my hero from age four growing up. I've heard about him and I, and it literally, cause I remember that was like my first awareness. I would say four, maybe five, but I had the, this, this first awareness that I, as far back as I can remember. And this guy has always been so important to me. And as it is like six years old, I used to think I was reincarnated to them. And I was like, well, that's just dumb, but, but maybe, but, but I was so, in love with the concept of it 
And now my problem is I'm such a stick in the mud that I have to separate reality from fantasy. This is why I teach the way I do is I want you guys to add your dogma, superstition, religious belief, whatever it is that works for you. But I don't want to inject random superstition and wackadoodle stuff into my uh, education for you guys. I want you guys to learn this as cleanly as possible so that no matter what your particular uh, path is, you can take this information and, and actually apply it and make it work for you. So, so this is why I'm so adamant about uh, teaching this cleanly. And I wanted to believe in all of this stuff. But you look at fantasy and, and stories of Merlin and even Bible stories. I mean, literally Bible stories. I parted the Red Sea. Well, okay, that's cool. Why can't we do that today? Why has that only happened once? It never happens now. Uh, fed the fishes in the loaves. Fed like 80,000 people with one fish. It's like... Okay, exaggerating, but still, you know, walked on water. To this day, scientists have like trying to figure out how to. Well, can maybe we agitate the water and it's boiling, and and it creates like an air or, or um, it, uh, um, adventure of Remo Williams. It's, you have to run very fast, like tun. Um, no one's been able to replicate these things in the Bible, in the uh, in the. Uh, uh, you know, fantasy stories of uh, of uh, uh, Merlin and, and, and Lord of the Rings and whatnot. And, you know, these great stories. But it's it was so important for me to be able to say I wanted to make this work. I needed to know what's real. Is there anything to it? And, then of course, immediately I was I – was, literally just taken by the nose put a little gold ring in my in my nose and just dragged me around here read this book it's called thinking grow rich it is scientific it's practical it's it's a conversation with with millionaires and billionaires and you know it about it was about as non let me put in um, uh, finger quotes here what did you say inverted commas non yeah. ooky spooky non-magical as possible and yet, and I read it, and then I read it again, and I read it a third time. And the more I learned about magic, the more I went, this son of a bitch is just describing exactly what every mm. high-quality magical coven does. But he's doing it in such a business, you know, uh, let's make money, conservative financial, woke Republican kind of way, that you go, holy crap. These Christian businessmen are doing magic. Should we tell them? Mm. Oh, no. You know, they might get kicked mm. out of church. Um, so – Ranty rant rant. Um, I need you guys to keep your feet on the ground. I know that just the fact that we're even discussing tarot, there's a lot of belief, there's a lot of hope. Um, you know, I want this to happen, I wish that can happen. There's a lot of maybe even some superstition floating around among the audience. Um, so I just want to make sure that we're providing the best possible value and giving you the techniques to do this and this is why we have to be careful about clients that want to believe but they're super i mean they're, they're uh, suspicious it's like okay you know allow them to be but the more we practice with our cards the easier it is to see when somebody is not telling you the truth another one is let's say you have a client who comes in and they want a particular outcome I just know that that tramp 
Becky is trying to steal my boyfriend, and I want you <laughs> in your cards to show me that that's the truth. That's not exactly what they come in and say. They say, well, I have this friend named Becky, and my boyfriend, and I think she's getting a little close to her. Just tell me about it, you know. Um, a lot of times, and again, the more of a dialogue you build with your cards, and it's really difficult to explain until you experience, but I'll try anyway. When you're first learning the tarot, it's going to be like, alphabet soup it's like uh, a q m what the hell does this mean does this spell a word i don't know maybe in latin oh that's uh you know let's latin that's latin's good right who can argue with latin and this is what most people do they just make up stuff and, and that's not going to work around here not not on my watch so when we're first learning it yeah it's it doesn't make any sense which is why I made the exercises and the games and advanced tarot secrets and the easiest way to learn tarot ever. And that's why if you go to easytarotlessons.com, I teach you all this stuff step-by-step. Step, step-by-step and video instruction. So, you know, plus, plus we have audio and written stuff if, you, you know, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, at some point, we will we will get around to doing the testing thing. I'm gonna, I, I gotta, it's just a technological issue. i got to put in the testing software but i bought the testing software last year so it's it's sitting there it's squatting um but your your clients are going to come in and everybody has their own opinion bias uh if somebody's withholding information or twisting reality to match their desires or flat out lying to you the more you develop a uh, a dialogue with your cards the easier it is to figure out to what extent that's happening and therefore, you can confront them directly, hopefully politely, and, and just, you know, literally look them in the eye and say, I am here to help you, but we need to have a certain amount of honesty and clarity if you are going to walk out with actionable intelligence. And I like that because, again, I like that term and I use it a lot because it's the cleanest way that I can, that I can put good, solid information that they can use, you know, without adding some bias. So anyway, oh my God, we've got so much to cover. Um, we've gone long today. I thank everybody for listening. I hope that you've gotten a lot out of this, and I've tried to make it enjoyable without, you know, inventing things. Thoughts, Becky, on any of this, please? Just to reiterate what I always say, I mean, I would throw a bit of a gauntlet down in the fact that Anybody who kind of, I mean, the way I found you was through your podcast years and years and years ago. And I listened to the podcast and then I thought, mm, OK, I'll buy the book. And I read the book and then I ended up studying with you and kind of the rest is history. And I think anybody who's listening thinking, well, really test it, give it a go. Try how you teach, try the lessons that you teach, read the book, do the exercises and prove to yourself whether or not what you teach works um and you know again i am a voice in a very very large crowd saying that what you teach does work and anyone who's listening and kind of goes well you know it's not going to work for me give it a go they literally have nothing to lose literally nothing i mean what's what did you say a dollar a week that's... No, no, no. It's it's a dollar for the first month, and if you and if you stay past Ooh. four weeks, it's ten dollars. And I'll tell you what: if you don't like it, I'll give you your dollar back. I mean, literally. Um, I don't mean to keep harping on this, but I know a lot of people won't do it, 
And the problem is that this life is not a goddamn rehearsal. Mm. I wasted years. I wasted decades of my life I'm chasing skirts or I'm going to make millions of dollars or, I, oh, I forgot who and what I am. And I, I don't know how it is in Britain, but I know that in America, there are so many people that are old and they're angry that they missed out, that they didn't go live their life because they bought into the crap that some other somebody poisoned them to believe. Don't don't reach out. Don't you know take chances. Work work for the corporation. They'll they'll um, reward you with a gold watch. And then uh, what is it in the in the 80s? It all changed. It's like corporations bought and sold, bought and sold, layoffs, um, scramblings around. Um, no offense to Mitt Romney, but there's an example of somebody who comes in, Bain Capital, and says, ooh, this company has value. We'll buy it, extract the value, fire a whole bunch of people. What did the, these people signed up to do a job for their company? Their company, like they, they arranged a, a kind of contract that said, I'm going to show up every day and give my time. I'm going to give up my dreams. In order not just to get a paycheck, but I'm literally creating value. I'm creating this amazing company. And the more value they create, the more some son of a bitch corporate raider could come in, buy it out, strip it out, and fire them. And now they're off on the streets. Is it legal? Apparently so. Uh, am I complaining? No, there's nothing I can do about it, so there's no sense complaining. But this is not a fucking rehearsal, and yet people keep thinking, well, I don't have to listen to this. Well, it doesn't apply to me. Well, you know, and I guess I get angrier all the time because other people's lives aren't my problem when it comes down to it. But that doesn't mean that I can sit by and watch the majority of people fail to learn this or they learn it the wrong way and they don't get results and they never learn to manifest like, like mm. my students do. In fact, we're in manifestation class this week. It, it's crazy the the results that I'm getting already from people. We just just started terror manifestation. What um, is for the advanced class? You know, the people are getting it live. Um, just started it Saturday and already getting letter after letter after letter. I oh my god, I got this, I got this, I got this. I mean, people are actually getting results, and you know, getting your results, well, your own, blah blah blah. But I get so frustrated that people are either too scared or doubtful or think they know everything to give the old man a try. And this is why instead of teaching, and I really, the stuff I teach, um, I really should be teaching at, at $100 a week. And, and, and that's cheap. I, I, I should be saying, you know what, screw all you. This is good information. The reason why I'm whoring myself off for $10 a week is because I really want everybody to have access to this. I don't want money to be an issue. I don't want anyone to say, wow, I could have done something with my life, but it was just out of reach. Um, and I may change my mind. I may just shut the whole thing down, jack up the price and sell it to the home study course for, you know, $2,000 and it'd be worth it. Um, because this is a professional level course beginning at the beginning, uh, if I may begin at the beginning, you know, uh, and I'm teaching stuff that nobody else on the planet is. And that's a fact. You just, if you don't believe me, go on Amazon. They have this thing called Look Inside the Book. You can actually read a good portion of my book for free. Oh, my God. You want to read more of it for free? Go to Google Books or books.google.com. Am I losing book sales by that? Sure, why not? But I can prove to you that nothing out there in the world is like what I got. 
And it's not because I'm special. It's not because I'm a pretty, pretty princess. God forbid. Not, not, that's not the case. It's because I'm a damned typing monkey. And my, inside my monkey brain, I've been trained to listen to the gods. And so I sit here and go, mm, I'm going to write a book on the tarot. And they go, write this. I'm like, type, type, type. Like, mm. That's really good. Okay, write this. Type, type, type. And I've been able to channel in this amazing information. Yes, I've got decades and decades of experience and I've talked to and worked with. I'm literally, I cannot emphasize enough. I don't think it will ever happen again, but I'm really trying. This is my secret goal of why I'm putting all of these people in my school is I had that privilege of working with hundreds of the best psychics in the world in the same office, um, not just at one agency, but two agencies. Second one was better than the first. And oh my God, we had so much fun. It was the best one. And we, you know, you take a coffee break. We go and we talk about metaphysical stuff and blah, blah. Well, I'm an astrologer. Well, I'm a horary astrologer. Well, I'm a palmist. Well, I'm a tarot reader. Well, I read crystal balls. Like, literally, these are people at the top of their game arguing over philosophy, theosophy, magic, and religion, uh, and, and all from a factual basis. I want to create that. I want to recreate that special moment. I want to give the most serious students a chance to really have a real Hogwarts. Uh, will there be flying brooms? I'm sorry, probably not. I, I, I don't believe in that stuff. Will people be able to shape change? Ugh, don't get me started on that. I'll just say no. Will you be able to have mental domination over the other people? Not on my watch. But as far as tarot and astrology and being able to manifest pretty much anything you want and being able to completely transform your life and and perform miracles with other people or for other people, that's my goal. So this is why we do what we do. And this is why I'm so ranty is because I can't. I can't fix it if people don't try. And uh, again, I sell books, so I'm able to pay the rent. I mean, it's not like this is the. If I don't get your money out of my pocket, you know, if I don't, if I don't get money, if I don't get money into my pocket from you, I, you know, $10 a week is not making me rich. Um, I have clients. I turn down clients all the time. I'm always feeding off clients, like potential clients like, oh, no, 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 get a reading from my students because I'm busy writing books and I'm busy teaching. So, um, sorry, this is kind of the price for getting this free is you get the, uh, the unvarnished, Dusty's opinion of the world, and uh, again, I apologize because everybody has an opinion, blah, 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 they all stink, um, but those of you who are smart enough to take me up on this offer and change your life for the better, great, everybody else, just keep banging the rocks together, and um, you know, eventually something will spark, so that's, that's my thing, and I'm, un, I'm unapologetic about it. But uh, I learned this, uh, learned this the hard way. I've wasted years of my life, and I'm tired of people doing it, and I don't want anybody else to do it. Uh, and I'm certainly no fucking messiah, and I never wanted to be. Um, but I just want to help. So I'm hoping you guys uh, listening will pick up the gauntlet and go to school. Um, other than that, vaya con Dios. So that's my rant. Okay, Becky, back to you. <laughs> Wait. Uh, I mean, it was just—it was literally just finishing what I said. I—I I would. My 
gauntlet throwing down to people is give it a go if they're curious give it a go they've got nothing to lose if they're serious about study give it a go you've got nothing to lose if you're kind of i want to know what this tarot stuff's about give it a go if they want to find out the you know what's behind the podcast and what you teach give it a go i don't think people have got anything to lose and just to kind of finish up because i don't want to go on a little rant of my own <laughs> but again if if people listen and think oh you know he says all of this and he talks about these kind of students and these students could be anybody i am a real life student of yours i have been through some incredibly difficult times in my life i've been in points where i haven't had enough money to be able to feed myself so that my children could eat i have manifested a car with what you've taught me i've manifested a job with what you've taught me i've improved my life and from that i've improved the life of my children what i now know has given me the tools to be able to sort of support myself beyond the going to work every day and getting a paycheck at the end of the month so if people kind of you know because again with the skeptical believer it's all well and good to think well he you know he talks about all these students but how who are these students? I am a real life example of one of your students. And it's a real life example of what you teach making a difference. And it's made a huge difference to my life. And it continues to make a huge difference to my life. So anybody, like I say, anybody who's even vaguely, well, maybe, maybe not. They've got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. So give it a go. And that's me off my soapbox now. But I feel really I do feel really passionately about that. And anybody listening who kind of doesn't know you and doesn't know your students and thinks that they're kind of, a, you know, a voiceless mass. I am. Imaginary. A, well, this is the thing, though, but it's, it is all well and good when you listen to kind of things like this and you think, well, you know, they talk about these students and who are these students? I am a living, breathing example of one of your students and. You know, people can go back and listen to our old podcast where we've talked about kind of stuff that I've manifested with what you, you know, with what you've taught me and everything else. And it's kind of it makes a real, real life difference in people's lives. And I've gone from probably as close to rock bottom as you can get in my circumstances and where I am now is a thousand times better and I just I a bit like you with being passionately driven by things I'm passionately driven I want people to learn this because I know firsthand from my experiences from students I've taken your courses with that are now friends I know the huge difference it makes in people's lives and, you know, the tools are there. You've just got to learn how to use them. And what you teach does that. So that's my passion a no, bit done now. But, yeah, okay. we're real. What you teach is real and the students are real. As a matter of fact, you can go way, way back in time, a couple of years, and listen to uh, students that showed up before Becky. No offense to Becky. Um, mm. The reason why Becky is here is because she, she is just such a great co-host. She, um, every, every, everybody loves you. I get so many letters. And it makes me jealous. Yay, Becky. I love Becky's voice. Oh, I love Becky. She's so much better. But, uh, yeah, you know, you can hear, hear other students uh, that, you know, I, I, I 
for a while, actually, I was begging people because I don't like doing podcasts by myself because I'm I get all luxury and number, and uh, I was begging people. I was, Look, I will give you a free mini private lesson. Just let me sit down and record this. And uh, and it was funny how uh, it was like that. It's urban legend about a professor apparently once in Berkeley or something was handing out twenty dollar bills and people were like uh, you're creepy or that's not real or yeah. And he found that there there was a healthy dose of skepticism uh, where sometimes you just can't give stuff away. Because people, people go, wait, it's got to be a catch, or it's not real, or, you know, mommy said not to talk to strangers. And, you know, yay healthy skepticism. But it's funny when you can't give away $20 bills because people are like, there's something wrong with this. So, yeah, I, you know, here I was trying to give away, uh, you know, free lessons and said, hey, whatever you want to talk about, I just need to fill a podcast because <laughs> I get out there. All right. Well, the the last thing I'll say is that all of this tarot stuff we're doing is literally it's the first semester at Hogwarts. It's it's just barely scratching. You got the deck that's coming out. Got uh, easy astrology. Easiest way to learn astrology ever should be out. Um, I want it out by Christmas. It's not going to be out by Christmas. I hope it'll be out by spring. Uh, I got because I got this special uh, tarot history project that I'm working on and being very tight-lipped about. That should be out by Christmas. Um, super important, um, but I mean this is just just the beginning. We've got this. We've got astrology. We've got the one-year course on complete total awareness, life-changing, how to change your life. Uh, I got Aphrodite's Book of Secrets. Uh, like literally, uh, this is just the beginning, and so I'm hoping you guys will jump on now because I don't want you to get behind. I don't want you to go, oh my God, now there's too much information. Where do I begin? I wish I'd known. Uh, and that's, I guess that's really it. I'm going to wrap this up with this. Whatever you do, especially if you don't listen to me, if you don't learn from me, please find someone. Find someone old. Old people have been around for a while. They kind of know what's going on. I can't say that all old people are the same, and I'm not going to make a blanket statement like that, but I'm going to say that anybody who survived to what you call old has had got a lot of experience. They've got a lot of information in their brain that you can pick. Find someone who's old. Find someone who's wise. Listen to them. Take their advice. If not from me, try to find your mentor. That's the, the every millionaire and billionaire in the world has a mentor. Find your own. I mean, these are the people that have already made it. You're like, well, we've already made it. What? what you know? Why? No, because they want. You know, they have money. Money isn't everything. Money is just a tool. Um, money is a tool to create value. Um, either for yourself or others. So these people have millionaire uh, have mentors, have spiritual guides, they have um, business guides. You know, learn from them. Find somebody that will help you. And if you don't like that person, or, or they give you bad advice, find somebody else. But keep going until you find a small, small group of people that you can trust, and try to get somebody to to share the ride with you. Um, so you want a good teacher, whether it's me, whether it's somebody else, and you want a, a good study group. Um, Becky studies with different people. Uh, she is doing amazingly well, but she still practices and studies with others because the camaraderie, the communication, and the ability to learn from each other and be emotionally supported from people who are actively seeking to make this world a better place. That's it. Oh, by the way, I will make one caveat. If you're a jerk, um, I will not go to war with you. I'm not going to go against you. I'm not going to tell people that you're a jerk. 
But if you're a jerk, I want you to stay the fuck out of my class. Uh, I do not want um, unhealthy, toxic people in my environment poisoning my students. We have some of the nicest people in the world. Well, maybe we can not nice people in the world. We have some some of the nicest people that I've met because I, you know, I don't know. We have um, honest, seeking, opened minds, open, open and opened minds, highly intelligent people uh, from all walks of life in in our in our courses. Um, that's who I want to associate with. So um, if you want to hang out with those kind of cool people. This is it. We're just building a community. Otherwise, again, just do yourself a favor. Find a people. Not don't just find like minds. Find active seeking, intelligent, open minds that are that are really trying to make this world a better place. Um, it will make all the difference in the world in your life. All right, that's it. I know I've gone on for blah blah Jesus Christ for an hour and a half now. Um, it's a triple episode. Mm. Well, thank you all for listening. Take notes, go out there, do this, and get results. That's all that matters. Becky, thank you for staying up. I know you're in, in, in England, so it's like infinitely later, about eight hours than, uh, than it is here. Um, so I'm going to go have a sandwich, and you probably trot off to bed or whatever you English things <laughs> do at this particular hour of the wee hours of the morning. And um, thank you, everybody, for being here. Any last thoughts, Becky? I'll, I'll let you have them. No, to be honest, you've wrapped everything up beautifully. So now I, I'm done. Otherwise, I'll just rant and we'll be here for another half hour. <laughs> I certainly did use a lot of words. <laughs> that'll be that'll be with this. Well, you certainly did use a lot of words. All right. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. And uh, hopefully come back next week. I promise you we will have no more delays. And we'll talk about how to give a great, a truly great reading next week. Okay. Questions? Uh, leave, your, leave your comments. Bye. Bye.